You're listening to Coach Talk, a podcast about coaching for improvement in health and social care. Here you will meet several international experts and coaches to discuss challenges, opportunities, models and tools that might be useful when you coach others to make improvements. Hello. Oh, today we have a beautiful sunny day and we are in Jönköping and it's soon time for holidays. Uh, today I'm going to interview uh, Jörn Hendricks and my name is uh, Nicoline Wackerberg and I'm a development leader at Kulturum. Jörn, nice to see you again. Yes, fun Ooh. to see you too. Thank you. Who are you? Well, my name is Jörn and I have worked in the region of Jönköping for many, many years. Uh, responsible for learning and innovation issues. But uh, I guess uh, for today's uh, pod uh, interview, uh, I also have to mention that I've been very involved in sports during my whole life and uh, as a coach in basketball uh, for, I guess, 30, 40 years. Okay, and uh, the, the pod is about coach talk. Do you see any similarities between coaching for, for sports and, and basket and similarities with coaching for better health and social care? Well, uh, there is always, of course, a purpose in everything you do. And uh, I think that uh, one of the things I start to think about uh, in that perspective of purpose is that um, as a coach, uh, you are always there for someone else and uh, the value is created through someone else's hands. And uh, the secret of coaching, uh, for me at least, is how do you find the tools, the skills, the ways to uh, help people to find their own ways to success. Yeah, but that's really a secret. So how, how do you find them? No, well, maybe it's a secret, but I think uh, it starts with uh, an idea of what does it take to uh, mm -hmm. make success in that context you are a part of, both as, a, uh, as an individual, a player or professional, and a coach. And... Um, in healthcare, I have seen many similarities to a top sport situation because uh, healthcare people, most of them, has invested uh, at least one third of their whole life uh, as students to reach a level of performance that can bring them to contexts where they practice and execute the knowledge they have studied. And uh, uh, it's about the same thing in um, top sport. Uh, it takes uh, at least 12 years at an international level to become an uh, uh, Olympian or a strong Olympic participant. And it takes between six and 12 years to become a nurse or a, a doctor, a physician. So uh, the journeys are similar in 
the, the perspective of how many years do you have to invest to really gain uh, effects of your studies. Do you think that uh, healthcare people are looking at like that way? Because I was thinking when you do a sport, you are training. You are training twi twice, tw three times a week. Yeah. Do you think healthcare people look at it that way, that we are having training, training periods? No, so I, I'm not sure, but I think some do. And uh, those are the people we sometimes describe as very dedicated. and. Uh, there are also some of them that have um, uh, been connected with mus music or art or sport where you have to have a very strong focus uh, in the context you are uh, to achieve a result. And uh, that's one of the challenges as a coach to help people to train to be focused. So in, in what way could we help healthcare people to be focused? Uh, I think that uh, sometimes in healthcare we uh, talk about I need routines, I need uh, guidelines, I need uh, a structure so I know what to do. And uh, this kind of uh, wishes or questions uh, can be understood sometimes as a way to um, uh, get the focus. Because when you have those supports, you become uh, self-disciplined to those uh, procedures. But of course, it's not always like that. Sometimes those questions can also hide something else. But uh, we learn in uh, sports that uh, uh, if you don't uh, help yourself with some routines, it's very hard to execute in a game. So, for example, uh, this is maybe a, a, a completely different, but. Uh, I used to, uh, when I had my uh, young national teams, have lectures about how you put on your uh, socks <laughs> and how you tight your shoes. And maybe that is a little strange, but uh, uh, you know, if there you, you don't put on your socks in the right way, you get blisters on your toes mm. <laughs> very quickly. And then suddenly you cannot participate in the important training situations or practices because of a, a simple blister. But the blister can uh, <laughs> fell a, a big elephant in a way. So they are just as terrible as a big injury. Uh, and a routine for how you take on your clothes helps you to get focus on the practice. Okay, so to avoid the pebbles or to avoid the blisters. So how in healthcare, what's, what can be most important to have that level? For, because that's, that's a, 
that's a basic level, uh, maybe? Yeah, it's very basic. Yeah, very but basic. So what, what is the basic level in healthcare to avoid the pebbles and the blisters so that we can focus on why we are on work? Well, I think uh, sometimes we forgot, forget to talk about the purpose. Yeah. Uh, I think we forget to uh, talk about what is important for the person I'm here for. Uh, when we start to have dialogues like that, then we uh, also understand why we should have some routines, because the only way to collaborate is that we have a game plan together, either with the patient or with the other professionals in the team. So now I have said the third thing, uh, routines and guidelines, but also a game plan is necessary in sports. If we don't have a language for a tactics, we, it's very hard to uh, execute together. If I should translate the word game plan to health and social care, is it a strategic plan or how, how do you want to translate yeah, it's it? It's a, a tactical plan of yeah. the day. Yeah. I want to go back a bit to the guidelines and the routines because um, if we get guidelines and routines, it can also be that you don't think anymore because you just you do your checklist, you just do your guidelines and you don't use your own brain. No. But this happens in sports too, mm -hmm. that we uh, get stuck in the uh, routines mm -hmm. instead of having fun with trying to become better. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And, and uh, uh, there is another lecture from my experience as a coach that sometimes uh, we came to a situation where the games or the execution became more important than the training situation. And uh, especially young people that haven't developed their language could say that uh, today we're going to kill our uh, opponent and today they, gonna, they will not have a chance and so on. Now, for me, that is a sign of lack of uh, focus because the game is not about killing someone or, or making someone to look uh, simple or poor. Uh, the game is a situation where the opponent helps us to show what we don't know. Mm. And the, the practice is the real game. When we train, the f we have to be so focused that we can automate or, or understand the different options we have when the game comes. Now, transformed into work, that could then be the value and attitude that it's fun to meet the patients because they will always challenge our knowledge exactly. or, or our procedures. And it is the real game when we conclude what we have learned today. Yeah, when we conclude with what we have learned today. Do you think everybody does that in healthcare? Or how, how can we 
make that a normal practice? No, you asked me about routines yeah. and, and so on. I think that we get stuck in the routines mm. and forget to use our thinking, uh, the reflective thinking enough. Yeah. I was thinking about there is some kind of rule, 80-20 rule. That you have your routines for 18% and 20% you use your own brain. Uh, you are familiar with the 80-20? Yes, yes. Do, do you think it's, it's familiar in health and social care or should we maybe bring that more up? That, okay, we have checklists, we have our routines, but still you have your own 20%. Mm. Yeah, I think that 80-20 rule works in many situations uh, to describe the need of um, uh, self-awareness and uh, also a need of flexibility in all situations that you have something to stand on the 80 percent but yeah. you have to be always ready that something can happen that makes this 80 percent not so useful so you need to use your experience of other things yeah to make the 20%. Exactly, yeah. and, and in sports it's the same thing. You, it's impossible to prepare how the opponent will think. So the secret is to have a trust in the game plan and then adapt into the world that the opponent creates for you. And that is quite a nice view to see the patients, you, you said it before, to see the patients as fun, as a new challenge. Um, uh, that is another an thing, how you go to your work. That, mm -hmm. Okay, today we have the challenges, but this will be fun. And we will learn quite a lot mm -hmm. today. And tomorrow I will learn even more. Yeah. Um, sometimes, because we also were talking about, they, they are quite educated, they are nurses, doctors, so they have been in school. Um, and have uh, at least uh, theoretically all the skills that yeah. is needed. But still, it's every day is a learning experience. Yeah. And um, is this hunger to learn, is that a, a human potential or are you born with this? Or is, is that going your whole lifetime? Or how can we keep the hunger for to learn? How can we keep that going? Um, the easier answer for me. Yeah is uh, you need love to, to learn or a threat uh, and both to deal with both things needs uh, personal development mm -hmm. so um, if you um, uh, are a person that depends a lot on other people or still uh, are so interested to be independent to others, then it's very hard to have a mature approach to both love and, <laughs> and threat. But if you understand that uh, codependence, if that can be an English word to <laughs> Be the, that you understand that you are always together with someone else, then both love and threat becomes fantastic features of life. Mm. And you 
this is not things that you always have uh, everything of. So in some situations you are more dependent or wants to be more independent. But I think in care this is shown that when we lose uh, team work uh, situations and, and instead works too much individual, then uh, it's very hard to deal with uh, the learning issues. Uh, as you asked me about, the learning issues are um, needs uh, a, a context that promote the thinking and the curiosity. And curiosity is very much connected to love or spirit. Um, the codependence, what you talked about, or maybe the interdependence, the, the interdependence, the maybe dependence yeah. on the team and your work fellows. Uh, and we were talking about it before. If you want to, to capture the learning, you need to have the reflective moments. Um, so, how do we build in these reflective moments? In in sports, uh, it is. Uh, uh, given if you are a conscious coach, because um, when you have practiced together with someone else or have been in a game situation, uh, and if you uh, directly after the game uh, value the performance you have done, you get a very, you are served with a situation where you can uh, reflect. Now, that's not the best situation to reflect. So, in sports, we are very conscious to uh, do statistics or film or uh, have other people uh, mirroring what we have just done. Uh, so, in sports, it's very natural to have an external feedback situation uh, with the team. But I was thinking about in sports, it's quite normal to, to say, let's take a time out. Yes. And you, you just put a reflective moment when it's needed. Mm -hmm. And that's another component of the dimension of reflection that, uh, and, and that for me develops what uh, is called in healthcare resilience, because um, Resilience can be defined as a situation where you control the mistakes before they become disasters. Mm -hmm. So you, you can immediately jump back to a new level. Now, in those timeouts, if the coach if it is grown-up players, they have to be juniors, more than 16 or 17. If they start to talk about what stops them from following the game plan, then they build their own resilience over time. But if the coach tell them what mistakes they have done, they never built up their own resilience. So one of the problems in coaching in sports is also the same as in 
healthcare and many industries that the hierarchical system stops a strong reflection possibility. Now in handball we had 15-20 years ago a guy named Bengt Johansson and Bengt Johansson showed us that if the players themselves gets the first 20 seconds to quickly talk about the issues that have happened in the game, he could much better reach the hearts the last 20 seconds of the timeout with new instructions and ideas. Yeah, I think also it's to keep the fun in the learning, it's much better that they make the learning themselves. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so that's going back to what we were talking about before. Um, we are soon um, to our 20 minutes here. Mm -hmm. So if, if we are going to sum up what were we talking about, about the similarities between the sports and health and social care, about interdependency, um, about how you keep the curiosity, and um, also that the coach is in a way quite in the back seat. Mm. Um, that, the, that the players should have their own reflective moments. Mm. Uh, but I still like to think about this time out, that, you, that it's quite normal in sports, but it's not so normal in our businesses. And maybe you should just start very easy. When you have a meeting, have a meeting for one hour, that you say uh, after 30 minutes, let's take a time out. Is the meeting mm. going? Is the meeting helping us to get to what we want to achieve? Uh, so that we not go out after an hour and say, oh, this was a disaster meeting or this, this was a meeting that is, wasn't helpful. Maybe we should do some kind of timeout. I don't know. Uh, is there anything you want to add to our listeners? No, I think that this small talk was a, a brief uh, a description of all the fantastic secrets there are in the discussions about what is good coaching and uh, I think uh, the idea of coaching go is brilliant because uh, uh, this is a part of um, uh, the performance uh, issues in care that we need to uh, explore and put words on so uh, thank you Nicolina Thank you, Jöran, and I hope that our listeners also like to reflect on what we have been talking about and hope to see you next time in Coach Talk. Thank you. Thank you. This podcast is made by Kulturum Design and Learning Center in Sweden. <laughs>